0: The following special bonus episode of the Whiskey Topic Podcast is brought to you by Johnny Walker. Whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raise the roof, now
1: when we're lowering the floor. The band is blistering, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, you say three, four, one, two, three, four.
0: Welcome to The Whiskey Topic. It's Mark Bylock. We're so excited here to uh, present this education series, partnering with Johnny Walker. And we are here with Dante Conception, the national whiskey ambassador for Diageo. And we're going to be talking about Diageo's favorite brand, Johnny Walker. Uh, Dante, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Uh, I've been looking forward to this a lot because um, Johnny Walker Blue is kind of where the the portfolio really gets like weird and and you get into these really unknown distilleries, and then you have this whole series um, around that. Um, I hear we're gonna hear some ghost stories today on the podcast. Uh, we're gonna talk about some distilleries that have been closed down that are that are no longer in existence. Uh, we're gonna talk about some distilleries that, have been around for hundreds of years and may have not heard of. So um, I'm looking forward to kind of getting deeper into this kind of, I guess the more exclusive, the rare um, uh, series of Johnny Walker.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's going to be a great episode. Cause it's, it's, we're going to explore a few, a few of these labels that not most of the general public get to see every so often, um, we'll start off with uh, a little more of the, the approachable ones that are, that are very widely available. And then, uh, I'm look, really looking forward to, to talking about some of the very rare, very rare whiskeys that we have in the collection.
0: Um, yeah. So, cause we're going to start or start with Johnny Walker 18, right? We are. Okay. So I don't know a lot about Johnny Walker 18. It's funny because you kind of know that you have this great visibility, this portfolio, um, and you have like the black, the 12 and the green, the 15 that re- recently came back. Um, and the blue kind of is there, and so it has no age statement. So tell me about Johnny Walker 18. So Johnny Walker 18 is not a new whiskey in our portfolio. It's actually been
1: around for quite some time, but it used to have a different label on it. It used, to, If anyone's seen it in the, uh, in the stores, uh, it used to be called Johnny Walker Platinum. Uh, it was always an 18-year-old whiskey, though, uh, but it has been rebranded in the, uh, the recent year or two as Johnny Walker 18 to kind of highlight that, that nice age statement that, that we can put on the bottle. Uh but it is uh our master blender. His name is uh Jim Beverage. This was his you kind know, like his baby. He he saw this uh put through, he put the all these whiskeys into their casks um uh, over 18 years ago. And what Johnny Walker 18 is it, it's, it's a, it's a nice, very luxurious, very luxurious blend. Um secretly one of my favorites in the portfolio. Um but uh it's it's got up to 18 different whiskeys from all of our whiskey distilleries. And you you just gotta try it. So we're we're gonna pour, we're gonna pour some here. Okay. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna sip on this together.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because the, the the old the old platinum bottle kind of that platinum color and, and everything. And I, mean, I guess the bottle type is still the same. It's just uh it's just the the, the I guess different name and all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. The uh, the liquid the liquid inside the bottle is exactly the same. Nothing has changed. Uh, I think they've just put that eighteen year old age statement uh, brought to the forefront. Okay. Uh, let people know. So what you're gonna start to what you're gonna notice first with the Johnny Walker 18 is a little bit of that color. It's a little bit darker than than most of the ones that we have in front of us. Looking at um, looking at the red, looking at the black, looking at the green. Now what you're gonna see is what that's gonna indicate is maybe there's probably I'm gonna get, gonna give some hints here uh, that there's some whiskeys that might have been double matured or spent a little bit of extra time in some casts that weren't just ex bourbon casts Maybe mm-hmm. some port casks. Maybe some sherry casks. Um, but we'll talk through that as we as kind of we go through. Uh, so on the nose, you get a really really nice, wonderful, rich rich aroma. Um, lots of sweet fruits. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll get a lot. Mm, you get some brown sugar. You'll get some caramel.
0: There's like a little bit of ginger ginger in here. Like it's got kind of like that gamut of of uh, of kind of spices and 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 ginger it does. and things like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: hundred percent, absolutely. Um, what's funny about this is as you continue to nose it, you will you will start smelling a little more. You'll get some caramel. You'll get some toffee. Um, and that does follow through on the palate. So mm-hmm. we'll have our first right. little sip here. All right.
0: Now, good body. Good weight on this. Um, and it, it does have that kind of syrupy sweetness to it um, that, like you said, indicates some, some other casks uh, port or something else, not, not just American oak. Um, yeah. No, this is a uh, very, very good mouthfeel on this.
1: Yeah. Uh, on the palate, I mean, it, it's, uh, it doesn't linger too, too long. Um, but on the palate, it's you start to see what you know those those aromas come through. Uh, you'll actually get probably a little bit more vanilla than than you did on the nose, mm-hmm. uh, right right on the palate there. Uh, you still kind of get that that nice thick maltiness, like you said, it's a li- li- little more dense. Um, and the depth on this, it, it just it keeps changing every time every time you sip it. Uh, you'll get a little of that caramel. Uh, you'll get a little bit of that toffee. And then maybe you'll get a little bit of hazelnut or some of those um, some of those dried fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really, really nice, elegant whiskey. That uh, it's one of those. It's one of my favorites to to kind of just sit down with uh, with a conver- uh, have a conversation with with a buddy because um, mm-hmm. it keeps changing and then you never get tired of it.
0: Yeah, it has that kind of um um I I, I always kind of th- think that it's like a, a apple skin kind of note, which is kind of very odd flavor profile because it's just uh but it kind of gives you that that uh, which I always associate with older whiskies. Um and um I don't know man, that this is kind of maybe like marzipan in there towards the end, like it just kind of like fades into those sweeter notes. Uh uh very very nice pour. And of course, you know, if, if you're you know, listening at home and you you're like, "What? I'm just drinking this and it just tastes like caramel." <laughs> <laughs> Great. Like that's, that's really all you need, you know, need to know. Like, I think, I think, you know, we, you and I taste whiskey so often that um if we just described it in three words, we, we, you know, our job would be pretty boring. Uh And, uh and I love the way like our minds go into all these different directions to like, how do we describe this whiskey? And we're not making it up. Like I'm not, and I'm sure you're not either. We're, we're we find these tasting notes. Um, and and our brains just kind of associate, you know, try to figure out that puzzle. Like, is it marzipan? Is it something else? Is it like, how deep is the chocolate? What kind of, you know? Yeah. Uh, So, so I I love that. I think, I think there's notes of banana here, like little, you know, like kind of candied banana notes, kind of again, going back to that kind of sweetness, um, on it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating kind of where your mind goes, depending on, on kind of your, just your, your own taste buds and your own life experience.
1: 100%. And that's something that I say all the time in, in any of my masterclasses or, or, um, you know, sessions that's, uh, that I teach is, you know, pe- sometimes people get confused as to, as to what we're talking about. And it's like, well, there's, there's no really a wrong answer. Um, mm-hmm. everyone's everyone has a completely different palate so if you're at home and, and you're tasting these and you don't taste the almond or or tangerine or, or marzipan uh there's nothing you know there's nothing wrong with that at all it's um part of developing your palate is to continue to taste the whiskeys um and eventually just just like uh just like sommeliers right um, yeah it, yeah it, you know first time someone drinks wine i i <laughs> my first glass of pinot noir i didn't necessarily enjoy love it now
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's true for me too yeah uh, <laughs> I'm also just like a, an easy, I'm an easy drinker when it comes to wine. I just want, you know, red and red, dry <laughs> wine. And I'm like, this is fine. It's dry. It's red. I'm, I'm, you know, I almost don't care, uh, beyond that. Uh, or like, I like Oaky Chardonnays and a few, you know, a few wine drinkers really like over Oak Chardonnays are like, Oh, this is too okay. I'm like, perfect. I love this. Um, so, you know, my palate's not that great for wine. Um, I would say, but, uh, for whiskey, it's just like, boom, it's, it's really homed in there. Yeah. Probably. Cause I, you know, I've been drinking whiskey for, for so long and, and been analyzing it this way for so long. yeah. Um, So, um, Dante, do you uh, – we, we had uh, on the previous podcast, we talked about kind of adding water, not adding water. Um, are you a person that adds water to your to your scotch as you drink it?
1: I do. It depends on the scotch for me. Uh-huh. Uh, for okay. something like Johnny Walker 18, I typically don't. Um, and most of the Johnny Walker range, I, I don't unless it's uh, a little bit of a higher strength for – most of Johnny Walkers, I find them very nicely balanced um, already, especially mm-hmm. for the 18. It's, it's such an elegant whiskey that I don't, I don't think it needs water. Will it benefit from water? For, for some people, it may. For some people, it won't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, you, you can definitely try adding a little bit of water to yours, and then you can see what the, what, what kind of difference you get.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll do that now. Um, so, um, eighteen. Um, and what are the distilleries? So, I, I mean, I guess you you know. So it's a you know we we've had Emma Walker on the podcast, and she basically said you know there's no this ratio of this distillery that distillery, and it's kind of all all over. But where where do you like your sense of this whiskey? Like, where do you feel the? Are there any distilleries that are more prominent in this in this uh, blend than others?
1: Yeah. So I know I know that there's you're definitely going to find a portion of Cardew, in Johnny mm-hmm. Walker 18, as because Cardew is, I'm sure you and Emma talked about that. So mm-hmm. Cardew kind of the, the 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 foundation for most of the Johnny Walker blends. Um, you'll find some Kleinleash from the Highlands in this blend. Um, and what I do think stands out, um, and again, not 100 confirmed. This is just from my experience tasting our entire portfolio of you know 29 malt distilleries. Um, is that uh, you're going to find some Mortlock. You're going to find some Mortlock mm-hmm. in this in this blend, and that's probably where a lot of your dried fruits and kind of a little bit of that sherry influence is coming from. Uh, Mortlock is a distillery in Speyside, one of the oldest distilleries in Speyside actually, and uh, is known for having quite a unique distillation process. Um, Most single malt or blended Scotch whiskeys that you'll find on the market are are double distilled. Uh, Mortlock has a very unique 281 that's times right. distillation process <laughs> um, and maybe on another episode if we have if we have time we can we can go into that process in detail but essentially what that does is that allows um they 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 call mortlock the beast of dufton that's the that's the that's the town that it's in in space and it's a little bit of uh what you i guess you would say a meteor whiskey that adds has a lot of depth a lot of flavor to it it's a big bold whiskey uh but it's also 100 percent matured in european oak So that's where you're going to start to see a balance in this blend is you're going to see a little bit of that American oak um, and that really nice and soft and gentle cardew uh, mixed with something like Mortlock, uh, which is going to have a little bit of, you know, a meatier profile to it. Um, And then you're going to throw in some whiskeys from the Highlands, like Kleinleash that will offer a little bit of that smoke on the finish. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you start to see where the blenders and where Jim Beveridge and his team have have gone in in creating this, this little masterpiece Um, like I said, it is one of my favorites in the portfolio and I I think it, it it deserves, it deserves all the credit.
0: (laughs) No, that's great. And I'll say with a little bit of water, um, it definitely gets sweeter, which I find is typically the case if you, you are starting with a kind of a. European influence whiskey, you're going to kind of get sweetness, more like creme brulee uh, sweetness, um, and and but it has like kind of like a nice uh, nice little bit of a bite to it that that seems to make like the finish kind of expansive finish. So um, I, it, it's great. I mean, I I think I normally drink this neat, but I also think uh, it's fun to experiment and adding a couple of drops of water. Absolutely, uh, Absolutely. It's certainly fun. It's certainly. You like fun. chocolate? I love chocolate. Absolutely.
1: Oh man, you got to pick up some of the uh, some hazelnuts, some hazelnut dark chocolate, oh, uh, because nice. it really brings out the nuttiness in. Um, and this whiskey—it's absolutely phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I guess the, the chocolate and whiskey pairing—that—that's nothing we've explored yet. But that—that's a whole other thing. That's a wonderful. It, it is really nice because the, the kind of the waxiness of the chocolate usually kind of just it, the sweetness and the and the, and the spices kind of get through a little differently. So it's a very interesting blend. Yeah,
1: it's fun. Um, we actually did a we actually did a, a whole session, a partnership with Lint chocolate, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to pretty much taste all the whiskeys and all the chocolates and, and pair each chocolate each style of chocolate with, with a whiskey, whether that's, you know, just, you know, 80% or 90% cacao or hazelnut or orange intense or, um, all kinds. But, uh, there's a, there's definitely a chocolate out there for each Johnny Walker, uh, variation.
0: And, and I, I don't know who told me this and I, I just I'm drawing a blank, and I apologize uh, to the originator of this coat, But um, somebody told me that like they go to me like, you know why whiskey and chocolate pair well? I'm like, why? And they're like, because whiskey improves chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's really <Yes>. funny. <laughs> now I don't know if I personally believe that because I love chocolate. I'm, I'm a big fan, especially dark chocolates. I, I'm, I'm sign me up. But um, but I thought that was a very funny coat That, that the reason why they pair well is because whiskey improves chocolate. Oh, That's there you awesome. go. All right, what's next? Let's go. Let's move on.
1: Uh, Johnny Walker Blue is next. Yeah. So Johnny Walker Blue is what we call our rare blend. And it is what it is. It's a, it, it is a collection and a blend of our rarest whiskies, or some of our rarest whiskies in, in the portfolio. Um, now, a lot of people don't know like, how, how big the, our reserves are. Um, if, you, if you add up all the distilleries that, that we use to make the Johnny Walker blends... Uh, 29 distilleries we've got about eight and a half probably closer to nine million barrels of whiskey aging oh, at any given yeah. time and it's a, it's a whole lot of whiskey and those are those are minimum 200 liter barrels right um 200 liter <laughs> barrels of whiskey so uh enough whiskey to last to last quite some time um and for blue label so every year they they kind of do a coming of age kind of check on the whiskeys that are maturing you know jim Mm -hmm. jim anyways kind of just like this walking encyclopedia of of all the whiskeys that are in all the distilleries uh he kind of knows where they how they should be tasting at a certain age uh when they'll be fully mature um but every year they kind of they kind of do this check and they they it's basically like a coming of age assessment really uh, to find out what's maturing the best and and they'll set certain ones aside so if if you if you average out the barrels that we can actually use to make Johnny Walker Blue Label comes out to about one in every 10,000 of our casks that has liquid uh-huh. that's been deemed of, of a high enough quality um, to go inside that that fancy blue bottle.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. And I, I have to say, I, I've... Uh... Uh, uh, Johnny Walker Blue Story because it was uh, given to me as a gift as a housewarming present uh, uh, around the time where I, I, I was releasing my book and um, I um, I really uh, really just enjoyed that bottle uh, immensely and it was always it kind of it really fits that that um, scope of just being that special pour in your whiskey cabinet or your uh, the whiskey you, you don't want to reach to too often because it, it is it is a pricey bottle it certainly there's a there's a price point associated with it um, that makes it on of that kind of elevated stature. Um, but also it's, it's one that, you know, you keep the bottle after you're done with it. Uh, you know, it comes with a beautiful casing and all that, but it's just, it's just that one, like, okay, I'm, I'm going for that special pour and it's usually, you know, to commemorate something or, or what have you. And I, I think that's my favorite part about it. it becomes like a, uh, I'm sure everybody has their own occasion what they, where, where they drink uh, blue and, and, uh, yeah. yeah and that's really enjoyed for, for that aspect as well.
1: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely that it's that one gift it's that one bottle of whiskey you buy when you know someone gets uh, someone gets engaged or a promotion right. or retires or or gets married any 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 of those things there's actually I'm not even sure if you've heard about it but there was actually a campaign that started in the United States um, that was called Mark the Moment mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and it actually started from um a, from from a customer um, he had a one of those kind of metallic silver sharpies okay and he would. Johnny Walker Blue Label was his special occasion whiskey. And so every time that special occasion, any special occasion would happen where he would bust it out, he or he would, you know, he would take out his bottle of blue label. He would take the silver sharpie, put a Mm -hmm. little line to where his whiskey was, and write right on the bottle. Um, you know, um, daughter was born, or I, I can't remember what what the actual uh, what the actual notes were, but I think it had something to do with maybe his daughter getting married or or, or things like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And you'll see right down right down the line. There are about, you know, 15 or 16 different marks um, of where he, deci- he, he he, you know, he had a life moment where he decided to to bring out his Johnny Walker blue label and enjoy it. Um, so it, it it definitely sticks around with people and people do treat it as as that special occasion pour.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that's, no, uh, I think, um, you know, for, for, uh, for Scotch drink, cause we just, we need that, that bottle in the cabinet that we just we, <laughs> we just reach for uh, those rare occasions. Cause you know, we'll reach for uh, black every day if uh, I've given a chance, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, you want that special pour. Um, and then, they, so this one, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because like I said, it's, 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 I guess batched and it's always, so it's, it's always going to taste the same, but it's always kind of you go off for different distilleries, and there's just a, a different kind of the blending process must be really uh, extensive for this the, this whiskey specifically.
1: It it is it's in it's incredibly difficult. So if you think of how we make the blends to begin with, um, even just for say Johnny Walker Johnny Walker Black, I mean you, the team is responsible for making sure that you know the, the world's number one selling blended Scotch whiskey tastes the same year after year after year, and you're, you're using whiskeys that are all. Uh, middle of the age of, of twelve years old, but you've got, like I said, eight and a half to nine million barrels. You've got a huge library of whiskeys to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously ha- each kind of have like their own kind of core whiskeys that they use. Like Emma said, no no specific formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a like a core, you know, kind of a core four or five that they'll probably use for each blend, and kind of they'll kind of walk this blending tightrope all the way down down to the end uh, to get to the same exact flavor profile. So imagine doing that with Blue Label, your, your library or your arsenal of whiskeys that you can use is extremely, extremely, extremely limited, which is why they can only make so many uh, a year
0: Uh,
1: and why, why, why it's so rare and and so exclusive. So really what you're getting is you're getting a really, a blend of really exclusive whiskeys with Johnny Walker Blue Label.
0: Yeah, it it does bring me right back to, uh, to kind of uh New Year's Eve party had many several years ago, and, and kind of like the next day, and we had a few friends over afterwards, uh, because there was a lot of leftover food. So we're just you know, uh, you know, in the kitchen, kind of just making leftover food uh, for everybody, and and I poured uh, some Johnny Walker Blue, and uh, really just brings me back to that moment. I remember that like the bacon was there, and this has got the kind of this <laughs> does have this that that note to it, and it's got kind of like that candied um, uh, look, uh, uh, brown sugar note, and
1: yeah, yeah it reminds totally of the
0: pancakes that I've had, and just you know, just the whole thing, like the, the notes of it are really really nice. Uh, a lot of chocolate here uh like i I, so going back to that moment i'm thinking coffee beans and brown sugar and uh some you know cream and 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 all that so like on the nose it's already like this, bringing me right back there and um uh but yeah it it is a little it is a little smoky or repeated and that i like that a lot uh i'm a big fan of that but not not too much so um yeah this this, is already on the nose it's, it's bringing me back there
1: Get, yeah. You'll get that smoke right off the nose. Um, but like you said, not too, not too, too heavy, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of a drier smokiness. And then you'll get a little like you said, that dried fruit, maybe a little bit of raisin. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. On the nose there.
0: Um, and so on the palate here, uh, it, it is, it is, this is sweet, subtle. Um, uh, it's got that, uh, the, the smoke really comes through. Um, it's got kind of like the, um, the, the new oak, um, I shouldn't say new oak, but like, um, like, uh, oak shavings or something just kind of like that kind of, uh, fresh oak note to it. that I really like, um, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's that the chocolate notes are really coming through really nicely uh, yeah. uh, in the middle You'll of the get, palette. you'll get
1: a lot of, you'll get a lot of chocolate, uh, a little bit of nuttiness and then deep, deep down there, you'll, you'll find some citrusy, some citrusy profiles as well. You'll get a little bit of like a, a little bit of, a little bit of orange citrus, uh, and then you'll follow through with some honeys. It's, it's, it's a very, very, it's one of those ones you, 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 you sit and you drink and you, you kind of keep nosing it. 'Cause you're gonna get all kinds all kinds of flavor profiles here. Vanilla, honey. Um some you know, people say they get uh, a little bit of rose in there or rose petals. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think too, um it, it does it does bring me back to um a time where uh whiskies were more subtle and just kind of you know you, you drank them in a quiet room and you kind of enjoyed them at at this caliber right you just kind of want to sit back enjoy them with 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 a few small right, with a, few, a small group of friends and just kind of sit back in, in a little bit of silence because it, it, the whiskey does deserve that that uh, moment of reflection um which isn't always the case with a lot of older whiskies these they sometimes you have whiskies that are very loud and 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 are there to be very present in uh, on your taste buds where i do like the whiskies that kind of Make you just move back a little bit and just kind of calm and 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 settle into to, to these flavors that are a little harder to pick out and take you a little more time. So I I, I really enjoy this. Like I think uh, it's it, um, yeah I I always every time every time I have Johnny Walker Blue. I'm reminded of how much I love Johnny Walker blue. And, uh, and I, I feel like, you know, I'll have a lot of louder whiskies and a lot of, you know, a lot of, lot of louder single malt scotches that are just like immediately gratifying with flavor. And I go back to Johnny Walker blue. And I'm like, Oh, I really, it's just, it, just, it's just, it's, it just, just hits. so good. <laughs> yeah. It just hits that. So, uh, no, that's good. That's, uh, yeah. Wow. You're
1: gonna have to do me a favor. One of these days, you're gonna take the rest of this Johnny and Blue and you're gonna turn off all the lights in your home. You're gonna uh-huh. have nobody around. I know that's tough with, with a couple with a couple of young kids, yeah, but sure. <laughs> um you're gonna turn off all lights in your home. No one's gonna be around completely, completely silent. It's almost gonna be like a sensory deprivation whiskey, whiskey tasting. Oh, love uh, it. Yeah. And I and I've done this with the whole Johnny Walker line for myself, just because <laughs> I find even when like even when I'm drinking with you here or drinking with others, um, People people's thoughts and opinions will obviously influence how you taste. Your atmosphere completely influences how you how you enjoy that whiskey. Um, but for something like something like Blue Label that has so much depth and, and, and so much so much to offer, to sit there with your eyes closed and just nose and sip and just give it, you know, give it a few minutes. And mm-hmm. uh, you'll be surprised at how much more you can actually taste just just by doing that on your own.
0: Oh, love it. Yeah. No, that, that's a, that's a good recommendation. I think that's why we also, you know, always, always talk about drinking whiskey blind and, and just having time with it and, 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 and just kind of doing the whole, uh, you know, that, that whole experience. Um, I haven't tried in a dark. This is, this is going to be a new thing. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Um,
1: <laughs> we won't be uh, doing that together, Mark. So no, no, that'll be a little,
0: out. that'll be a little, um, that'll be a little <laughs> weird. I, I probably just couldn't stop laughing. that will be hilarious. Um, yeah, I'd probably get very awkward. It'd be very funny. Um, so, <laughs> well, uh, what? so you you brought a few more things. Now these these I've, I've had some of these before, so you're not gonna. But I had one I haven't had before. So, um, I, you know, I, it's, it's always interesting. Johnny Walker kind of keep. Pushing the envelope uh, of of what you have, and you know, it used to. St- I, well, correct me if I'm wrong. You used to just stop at Johnny Walker Blue. Like that was that was kind of the last regular release, and there was no other brands beyond that. For, or was
1: for it- yeah, for commercially available releases, Blue Label was was pretty much the cap. Um, okay. And then obviously in the UK, and for people closer to the the, the families, there, there was always the John Walker and Sons, you know, private collection uh, editions. Mm-hmm. But but people in the stores wouldn't typically see that um so blue lately you, you yeah it was red black it was originally it was red black and blue right uh, mm-hmm, blue came mm-hmm. out in 1992 right. uh before that there were some other limited editions like swing um and then there were obviously other things in between like the green the gold the gold reserve um that are available all available now mm-hmm. um but uh yeah now you start to see a few more limited editions at the at the level of blue or just a little bit higher um Come out in the mainstream market as the demand for exclusive premium whiskies gets bigger as well right right so we we uh, we have to make sure that that everyone who's looking for a type of whiskey has, has something to has something to grab in the portfolio and I really really enjoy some of these um, and I'm spoiled you and I are both spoiled to to be able to have Absolutely. these you know um to have these the it's 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 crazy that you when you when you get to taste them side by side like this and really Really appreciate the care and the craftsmanship that goes into making some of these whiskeys.
0: All right. So what, what are you pouring for me next then? All uh, right. So I'm next excited. we've
1: got uh, XR21. So okay. this is uh, fairly new to the Ontario market. Um, this used to be all, uh, a travel retail exclusive. So this in the duty-free shop's you'd be able to find XR21. But now it's it's actually making its way into general stores, and that's across the U.S. and Canada. Um, so you'll, you'll start to see um, XR21 come around, and the number does suggest what you think it does. It is a, uh, a blend of whiskeys that are all aged for a minimum of 21 years old. Um, and again, you'll start to see a little bit of influence from from a lot of Speyside and Highland distilleries here. Uh, very, very rich, rich, very rich whiskey. Mm -hmm. Um, where it gets its name actually. Uh, so Alexander Walker, who is the son of John Walker, he was the, he was really responsible for taking Johnny Walker to where, to where it is now. Uh, but anyway, he received, he became a knight. Uh, Mm -hmm. so he, and the the person who knighted him was King George V, which is going to lead us naturally Mm -hmm. into our, into our next whiskey. (laughs) Um, But, uh, so in 1920, he actually was knighted by King George V. And so Sir Alexander Walker uh, was the inspiration behind this blend. And it's inspired by, um, handwritten notes of his actually that are still in the archive to this day. Oh, wow. I'm not sure if you and Emma talked about that because Emma manages no. the archive, um, in Glasgow. And we have lots of notes from, you know, every, everybody from, from Charles tangerey to, to Sir Alexander Walker and the notes. they found for this is what inspired this blend Uh, full 21 years now his notes didn't specify a 21 year old whiskey Mm -hmm. but the notes that he spoke about um, you know you know a little bit of spices some sweet honey some citrus uh, all cloaked in a little bit of warming smoke this is what they basically tried to tried to make right inspired by his notes so let's uh, let's have a let's have a sip I'm gonna pour you a little bit here
0: there you go Oh, that, that's that's really exciting that uh they got the t- original tasting notes uh to to kind of work off of. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So on the nose, um things that come out to me again are I mean in general terms you you get a lot of raisin, you get a lot of caramel for me, um mm-hmm. and even some like some notes of like tobacco or or leather. Uh when I say rich, I I really mean it's 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 a, it's a rich it's a rich whiskey. Um not yeah, sure. it's definitely the
0: tobacco leather um ish notes on this. It's it's great and um yeah, I am I'm, I'm with you there.
1: Now, let's give that give that a taste. Um we actually h- highlighted this as part of a um uh a holiday pop-up um in some of the the really the higher-end uh, higher-end malls. We were doing custom engraving on on these on these beautiful bottles. It's a beautiful package. Uh the packaging is absolutely absolutely gorgeous. Um so what you're going to see, um, and going back to kind of the first one we tasted, the Johnny Walker 18, where it has a lot, it has tons, of, tons of depth and it keeps changing. So I see a lot of similarities between this and the Johnny Walker 18, mm-hmm. but taking that, taking that extra, extra, extra step, right? You There's still get a lot like of that more zest, through.
0: like more orange zest in here. Like yeah. I, I think the, the the zesty notes on the other ones were uh, were milder, where this is kind of gets that more kind of uh, zesty uh, notes on there. It's it's really uh, really nice.
1: Yeah. You know a nice little tropical fruit. I'd even dare to say like a tiny bit of pineapple. Uh, um, nice, but that's, nice. but yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that's my, that's my palate, right?
0: Especially a uh, pineapple uh, off the grill. You get the kind of you know mm-hmm. caramelized sugar, the, the kind of pineapply note. And then the, this little, the, the smokiness of it as well. No, that's, that's really great.
1: And then just like the blue, um, on the finish, you get a tiny, tiny little bit of tiny little bit of smoke, uh, not overpowering just enough to kind of keep it lingering. Kind of just leaves you wanting a little more. Um, Overall, I think it's it's one of the one of the best uh, of the releases they've come they've come out with in the, in the recent future.
0: And the bottles, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's
1: it's really nice. Again, another one of those another one of those showpieces. You pull that out of your cabinet when somebody's over, and uh, they know you, they know you're drinking some whiskey.
0: Yeah, these are, these are terrific uh, gift ideas for your, uh, your father or mother-in-law or, or, you know, like the, that, that kind of, those kind of gifts or, or, or your mom and dad, whomever's, uh, the, the whiskey fan in your family, uh, these are, these are great, great gift ideas. Um, uh, wow.
1: Or the future whiskey person. We had a few people, um, during that pop-up that, uh, we were talking to that, uh, bought some and he, and, uh, one gentleman said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to, I'm going to stash this away. So when my son turns 21, nice. this is, this is what I'm going to give him. Um, so that that's that's always a nice thing as well.
0: And it's got that herbal uh note that I uh, I really appreciate in older whiskeys. I think older whiskeys tend to get that kind of herbaly note to and they kind of get it's just it's and herbal's really hard to describe, right? Cuz it, it kind of get could be anise, could be this, could be just a bunch of different like spices, it's just it's it gets really complex and kind of like like thicker on the palate from that perspective. Um yeah, no, this is this is really lovely. All right, and so now you mentioned uh, King George. Now I I didn't know this. Now I feel very embarrassed because we did uh, we did a whole podcast about uh, the Johnny Walker history, and and and, and it never called um, Alexander Walker Sir Alexander Walker. So oh, I that's feel okay. I um I <laughs> he's feel not like, he's uh, not he's not
1: gonna he's not gonna come back and haunt you.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about the ghost series after this, and uh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. I'll be okay. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. So let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this this special release. Um, so King George V
1: is another one of those kind of uh, very, very special edition whiskeys that, that we release. Um, and again, King George V did knight um, Sir Alexander Walker, but he's also the one who granted John Walker and Sons uh, their first Royal Warrant in 1934. So if you look at the top of, well, I don't want to say the top, but above the label on all of our bottles of Johnny Walker, you'll see that little emblem there, that stamp. And that is uh, that symbolizes uh, a Royal Warrant that we have um, from... Um, from King George V that allowed us to supply the royal household with, with our whiskeys. Okay. Um, wow. And the way you got that royal warrant is by making fantastic products. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so here we go. And uh, so this, this, this is a, this is a really fun because I'm a big history nerd and I, and I love, I almost love the stories more than I love the whiskeys because the stories make me appreciate the whiskey so much more. Right. Um, just, 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 you know, everything, all the thought and the care they put into making, uh, some of these whiskeys. So every whiskey that's used to make this King George, the fifth edition of Johnny Walker blue label, um, uses whiskeys from the distilleries that were in operation during King George's time. Right. Um, he had a 25 wow. year reign from, from, uh, I think it was 19, 19 1910 to 1935 or, or, or somewhere in there, but I know he he was about 25, 26 years. Um, hmm. the, that he was i guess not really in office but sitting on sitting on his throne right. oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and and um, this so this blend uses only distilleries that were around from that era. Not, I'm not saying that they use whiskeys that were made during that era because then mm-hmm. this, this bottle of whiskey would probably be in more in the thousands than in the hundreds. <laughs> we, we wouldn't be
0: enjoying a casual uh, sip of <laughs> yeah. this.
1: Let's just <laughs> say could. we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be enjoying it right now. Um, <laughs> this would, this would be more in the, uh, in the vaults or, or in the archive. Um, but what you will get is some, some really, really rare whiskeys, which is going to again, lead us into our, into our next portion. Uh, but some of the whiskies that were that were from the distilleries that were used back then, um, something like a Port Ellen, uh, which is what we'll get into, is mm-hmm. is something that isn't around anymore. So the part of the portion of the whiskeys that they use in this um are are very rare, extremely, extremely rare, won't ever be made again. Um and this is, I think, is the perfect transition in, into what we're gonna talk about, talk about next. Um, but if you can find this in the stores, it's becoming more widely available in um in general stores, um, mm-hmm. you will find it in duty free. Um, I think it comes in around the 500 to $700 price point, right. uh, but absolutely, absolutely commands that, that price. It's uh, it's such, such an elegant whiskey. Um, lots of, you know, roasted nuts and, and dark chocolate. And then you still get a little of that, that honey and that, and that zesty orange. Um, it, it's, 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 it's blue label taken to a whole nother level.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it it almost doesn't, it doesn't really remind me of blue label so much. Like, I, I feel like there's no even like, it, it's just, it's feels like a different scotch entirely. Um, even just from, uh, you know, just from, a, just from like a roots perspective. Um, I don't know why that is, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, and, and if you want to be completely honest, this is actually only the second time I've, I've, I've been graced to in, enjoy this whiskey um so even even rare even even for me
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome no, I, I get and I, again this is kind of the, the I, I get the kind of like the herbally min, minty-ish notes mm-hmm. on this uh um on on the palate um but yeah it, it's uh it's a uh, I, I feel like i'm I'm gonna need more time with this to really say much more about it. this this is whiskeys i'm just like okay i, I can't i can't drink this <laughs> live on the podcast i need to put this aside and just enjoy it uh, another time uh because i feel like there's there's a lot uh there's a lot there to to to, to go through
1: yeah, definitely, definitely um, take some time with this one a little bit later. I mean, it's, it's won quite a few awards: whiskey of the year in two thousand fifteen from the International Whiskey Competition, um, gold medal, you know, ultra premium uh, in the Scotch Whiskey Masters. Uh, so it's it, it definitely it's definitely a a great <laughs> it's definitely a great whiskey. Nice so nice. We'll, we'll we'll spend a little more time later going going through through it and let all the uh, let all the spices kind of develop uh, throughout the uh, throughout the whiskey here.
0: Yeah, I like that idea. Let's let it sit in the glass for a little while uh, and, and return to it. Uh, which is also a nice, uh, good tip with drinking whiskey, especially older whiskey, um, is to just let it sit in the glass uh, for 10, 20 minutes and just enjoy. Um, you know, there's there's a debate too. I I like I love this debate. I love debates cuz I I think there's always like two good arguments and you don't know which side and and maybe both sides are right. But like of course the one argument is, you know, living whiskey in glass, you know, there's this dispersion and so you have flavor leaving the glass and so you have maybe the 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 makeup of the whiskey changes a little bit over time and you know like 10 20 30 40 minutes. But the other part of the debate is, you know, when you when you get that first note, you get like caramel note and you are like, okay, I'm tasting caramel now and you're you uh your your senses kind of start removing that caramel note like, okay, I'm aware of this you know, your your body's con- your your our palate's constantly looking for poison. Really, is what it is. I mean, what it comes down to is, you know, we have a palate because we don't want to get we don't want to eat something that's bad. So, we're like, oh, well, that love caramel. All right, what what else is in here? And we're constantly like analyzing what's in the drink over and over again. And that's why, like, when you drink it over time, you might get start getting different different notes. 100%. And so, with whiskeys like this, I um I, I find myself. Uh, I can't quite do that live necessarily because it's it just it just takes time for my my palate and my mind uh, to to process that. I have a feeling I'll have the same problem with the the, the next uh, <laughs> the next bottle you pour because, um, you, you know. So, I mean, I, I can't um I, I can't say enough how um how like the the concept of of ghost distilleries uh the concept of abandoned distilleries is so so fascinating right because if you've, you've had this era of time where um especially in the kind of 70s and 80s um where uh, distilleries closed down and, and you know you know all the big dist- many of the big distilleries in scotland uh started closing down because people were drinking vodka i mean dante vodka all the time yeah. it was just vodka everywhere <laughs> um a lot of martinis, which is great. I love my, I love myself a great martini. Uh, some gin, gin martinis, and but then the vodka martini came about, and it just, just the whole, the whole era was so counter drinking a, a smoky peated scotch, um, and so you have distilleries that closed down in the in the 70s and 80s and 90s um and and some of them you know some of them have you know their plans to recoup restart them but some of them have been restarted a decade later and then some just never been reopened and so you have like your port ellens and your Boras, like these are distilleries that um that just have such a long history and and some of the last products that were released from those distilleries um were you know 20 year old or, or 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 older um, so you have these like really unique opportunities of these old scotches, and so what I love is like you know Johnny Walker's like well why don 't we just uh you know blend some of the best of the best of these old distilleries together uh to to create a whole other expression of these old uh honoring these old distilleries and that 's um, that 's
1: exactly that 's exactly what they did um, that 's
0: amazing i, I, I <laughs> you could tell I love this idea sorry I was, I was doing your job for you, but I was just like I just love this idea i think it 's no it's it 's fantastic
1: really, when i when i when I first heard about them. Thinking about doing this, or when I got wind of it, at least this was a couple. This was a few years ago, I'd say, about three or four years ago. Now, I was I was through the roof. I, I couldn't I couldn't hold back my excitement. I was like, oh my god, I need to see, I need to taste this. I need to see this. I mean, because yeah. now you're getting you're like these are irreplaceable whiskeys that they're using, right? These are whiskeys from like exactly like you said, distilleries that have been shut down. Uh, right. Distilleries with you know 170 years of history that shut their doors in the mid 1980s, and we still have whiskey reserves from those distilleries and and what what, what's what are we gonna do if we don't use them (laughs) so (laughs) we got to use them um and they did a fantastic the blending team did a fantastic job uh with this three-part series so far i don't know if there's actually any more coming out um i hope there is um i haven't i haven't gotten wind of anything uh but so far there are three editions of what we call our johnny walker blue label ghost and rare series okay um now what this does is it blends um for each for each one it blends a couple ghost distilleries uh, it features one highlighted ghost distillery with a couple with a couple others uh, along with whiskies rare whiskies from some of our in operation distilleries uh, and each one comes in obviously again a beautiful beautiful package um, completely etched into the glass or, or, you know, are the, uh, are the names of, of each of the distilleries that we use. So we a little more transparency in this one and, and saying, Hey, this is, mm-hmm. this is, this is exactly, this is what's going into this bottle. Um, cause we want people to know that, that they're, what they're drinking is, is <laughs> won't, won't ever, won't ever be made again.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so uh, first edition uh, highlighted Barora from the Highlands, which was actually orig- the original Kleinleash Distillery. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys had gone into that yet. Uh, no, so no, go for we it. Have the Klein- we have the Kleinleash Distillery now, uh, but uh, they were growing so fast that they that they grew out of their original distillery. So that one got renamed Barora, and then Klein- Kleinleash kind of moved across the street, um, and then so Barora ended up ended up shutting down in 1983. Um, so the first one that, that we had in that series was uh, highlighted uh, whiskeys, whiskey reserves from Aurora along with uh, Canvas and, and Pityvec, um, uh, uh which comes from the Highlands. And then we mix, we we blend that with other uh, op- operating whiskeys like uh, Lochnagar, the still operation in operation Kleinleith, Glen Kinchy from the Lowlands, um, some of our grain whiskey from Cameron Bridge, Glen Lossie. Uh, so you it's it's kind of this this marriage of new world and and old world whiskey coming together in this fantastic fantastic dram um i don't even know how to explain it so the one i have for you today though mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah is is edition 3 um edition 2 quickly uh, just so so listeners can can um can listen on what edition 2 was that one highlighted port ellen um and port ellen is from isla actually, um, uh-huh. and there are plans to reopen Port Ellen. Uh, this one opened in 1825 for the first time, also closed down in 1983, actually the same year as uh, as Barora. Um, and then, so this one highlights a ghost distillery from Isla. So you're obviously going to have a little bit more smoke influence in this one, uh, but they're going to balance that with the other five distilleries that they use that are in operation. Things like Mortlock that come from Spaceside, uh Dalyu and Craig and Moore with a little bit of nuttiness and, and berries, uh, a little bit of Oban from the Highlands, so you get a little, little bit of that, a uh, little bit more of that island influence there. So, again, such, such incredible blends uh, of whiskey that they've put together here.
0: No, um, that's that's yeah. I, I okay, well, I'll, I'll let you pour, but I, I feel like this is going to be another one I'm going to be uh, <laughs> need a lot more time with.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's let's pour that here. Oh, actually.
0: And so yeah, I I like that like you you these are being released essentially annually but once they're gone they're gone. Um and, and so, you know, you you're you're not going to have it, it's such an incredible concept right because we 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 you know from a from a economic level we we treat, you know, oh, you'll always be making blue. You will always make black and and you know, we're not worried about running out of barrels for those flavor profiles and then you get into this series where literally, you know, those barrels will never be in existence again. You're pouring them out and that's it. That's it. They're gone. Um, that's, you know, you have all the barrels you have from the, from the old distilleries and that's all you have. Uh, it's just pretty incredible guy, uh, just an incredible concept. And, and the stress of blending them is just incredible. I'm, I'm I don't impressed. know. This I don't like know how they do it.
1: Just to have that responsibility of like, Oh, here's, you know, here's a few hundred barrels of whiskey that will not never be made again. That's, you know, about 20 to 35 years old. <laughs> yeah, blend it's them. Like, and go make have them fun. Even go play. Yeah. They're like, uh, okay. Um, no, but they obviously they're 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 extremely extremely good at their job. Um, and they've been putting out these fantastic whiskeys. They've they've got probably one of the most enjoyable, but also one of the most, I I, I yeah, I'd say it's say probably stressful jobs.
0: <laughs> I'm stressed out on their behalf. This is, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they're professionals. They just walk in every day and this is what they do. But for me, I'm like, whoa, how did you? Um yeah. Okay,
1: so edition number 3 in the Ghost Johnny Walker Blue Label Ghost and Rare series is uh Glennery Royal. So Glennery Royal and there's there's a reason probably a reason it also closed down in the in the mid 80s. This closed in 1985. Uh originally again opened in in 1825. Um same same year as Port Ellen, funny enough. <laughs> um but uh colorful history, a couple fires um kind of in the beginning of this of this distillery's history. But um, eventually, eventually closed in 1985. So if, if you look at, uh, if the last whiskey was made in 1985 and mm-hmm. we are in the year 2020, just think of the age of the reserves that, that we have in our collection. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and what's actually going into the making of, of this whiskey, right? You're looking at a minimum of, of 35 years right now.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. <yeah. laughs> wow. Put um, it that way.
1: Yeah. Um did I do my math right? 1985, 2020? Yeah. 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 So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the fly here. Um but uh I mean it really comes through it. I know you I know you um you had mentioned a little bit of those, the older whiskies older whiskies earlier. Um but this is yeah, so this is the third in the series. Uh so this blends, this uses a little bit of Glenary Roll. It's, it's it was from the East Highlands. Mm-hmm. Um but we're also using um, the same two ghost distilleries that we used in Edition One, which would, uh Canvas and Pitivec, mm-hmm. um, and then we're blending in other, I'd say, rarest of the entire Ghost and Rare collection so far, uh, whiskeys from Glen Elgin, from Inchgower, Glen Lossie, uh, Glen Kinchy from the Lowlands again, Cameronbridge. So, um, especially Glen Elgin. Glen Elgin is actually one of my favorite distilleries, and I can see that in this, and I can almost almost tasted already just by just by nosing this whiskey um so this a, a super 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 impressive blend um in this one i thought i was i thought i was sold on edition number two when portland came out and mm-hmm. then this one came out and uh i didn't know what to do with myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> i yeah i, I definitely need more time like is, this is kind of it's got the kind of sweet notes and and herbal notes and uh and, and it's nutty and almondy and um, I don't know. I, I, again, this is, uh, this is something else, uh, entirely. And, and I just, I, I do love drinking these old whiskeys because I think too, with the, the aging process, um, anything that's like younger to 10, you know, ten, twelve, fifteen, eighteen 12, 15, 18 years, well, 18, it starts to get a little dramatic, but like it, it, there's more of a predictable aging process. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you get into these really old barrels and it's like, you get what you get. And, and they just have such interesting layers and to pair them with other barrels and, and, and blend them together to to create a balanced drink like this is, is really, uh, really fantastic.
1: Yeah. on um, this one you're, you're going to see then the, I really love how they approach kind of blending these whiskeys because Glendary Row is known known for having a little bit more of a delicate character. Lots of uh, sweet apple, a little bit more fruity, a little bit of orchard fruit like apricot. Um, and so the whiskies that they choose to use to to blend with, you're looking at Glen Kinchy from the Loldens, which is also quite delicate. Glen Elgin, also very delicate. Lots of orchard fruit coming through, come through all of those whiskies. Um, and now you've got and the thing for me is each each edition of this Ghost and Rare series is completely, completely different from one another. Mm-hmm. Um so this one's got really, really nice fruity notes, orchard fruit, a little bit of toffee, some butterscotch. Um lots of vanilla and honey. It's, it's just, it's such an easy whiskey, easy whiskey to drink.
0: Yeah. That's uh yeah, this is, this is something else. I, I am, um, I, this is the, this is the last drink of the podcast for, uh, this is the last one. Correct. Oh man. Well, uh, what a, what a absolute pleasure, uh, has been. And, and I and love that each of the ones we've had, uh, just stood out on their own and, uh, you know, had their own character. Um, I, I have to say I was, I was pretty impressed with the range, but also, uh, wow. What a, what a way to finish the, uh, the, the tasting
1: it's going to be, it's going to be a good rest of the day. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, absolutely. Um, so Donda, you're going to come back and we're going to do a cocktail. Um, we,
1: we absolutely are. We're going to be
0: so looking forward to that. That's going to be fantastic. Um, we're going to, you're going to show us a bunch of different cocktails, uh, made with, uh, Johnny Walker products.
1: Absolutely, it won't be a King George V and cola. I'll tell you that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but but something similar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I am I'm very much looking forward to it. it it's kind of uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun because I think that's too. You know, we talk about this the whiskeys and how serious it is and how much history and how much time and and of course you're not gonna be blending like you said the, the expensive stuff, but uh, <laughs> making cocktails with that. But but just generally kind of the idea of of uh, what you can do at home and and, and blending kind of you know, different different products together and, 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 and with ice and all that and kind of seeing what you get. So um, I'm a novice at this. I can tell you right now, the only uh, cocktail I generally make at home is a Manhattan. Um, and, and, uh, and I don't even, I don't even get to the bitters. I just kind of like, I, I have a perfect system. I uh, put an ice cube, a uh, big ice cube and a glass reaction actually you gave me, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'll probably repeat this story at the next podcast, but yeah, uh, you gave me these two, uh, two awesome, uh, rocks glasses and it's, I have a square rocks glass. I, a square, big square ice cube. I put it in there. I fill it up to like the the cube's drowning and I've just put in vermouth for the rest of the glass. And I'm like, boom, this is my perfect Manhattan and, uh, and I'm done for the day. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a little more professional with our cocktail making. It's, it's going to be fun. We'll,
1: we'll definitely have some tips and tricks for the uh, for the home cocktail makers, but uh, we're going to keep it pretty light. We're going to keep it nice and nice and easy uh, and easy for people to replicate at home. I know I know there's there's kind of a um, whole stigma of, of mixing scotch and, and drinks and we're going to kind of tear down a little bit of those barriers and and show you why some of these cocktails are, are so easy to make and, and easy to enjoy.
0: All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Dante, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Mark. All right. Cheers. Cheers. The preceding episode was brought to you by Johnny Walker.